My name is Craig Pickett. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. So welcome back, David Yu. From, uh, Thanks for having me. Most of you, if anybody hasn't uh, uh, seen the last podcast David was on, he is a, uh, he's based over in Shanghai. He's one of the world's uh, renowned leasing experts. Uh, he was uh, uh, founder of uh, uh, Lease Corp. It was a Lease Corporation Inc. LCI Leasing. Um, he's done work with family offices and has been investing in aircraft for what the last fifteen years, David? Twenty. Yep. And you just wrote a book. What's your your new book is titled? Aircraft valuation. Uh, airplane investments as an asset class uh, by Paul Grave, uh, published by Paul Grave McMillan. And David is also a professor of economics at New York University in Shanghai. So uh, he brings a great background, and I love the conversations we always have because yeah, you you look at things from a a very different lens. And we were just talking about your uh, your op ed um for asia's airlines the financial strife is only beginning so that's that's probably a good place to start what's happening with the uh the asian airlines sure i, I think uh if you think about it since covid really kicked off here in asia in what january uh and and it didn't really kind of uh, uh, get spread out uh, and really become prevalent in uh, uh in the west in western places uh in uh, i would say uh march march time frame but look it's been a severe battle, right? If you have all these airlines and you take away essentially a large, large chunk of their demand right off the bat, then, and your supply chains, your fixed costs are still at uh, historical levels, you're, you're not primed to be sustainable, <laughs> period. So, uh, you, what you've seen in the last what uh, what ten months, eleven 10 months, months, you've yeah you've seen basically um, uh, recapitalization to its fullest, right? By everyone, uh, you, you see that by through state-owned uh, state uh, government subsidies, uh, government kind of bailouts. You see it from the self-help aspects where the airlines have gone out and raised significant amount of debt basically mortgaging all their assets mm -hmm. uh, that they have at its disposal. That's been primarily, I would say, actually on the uh, North American carriers uh, uh, rather than the Asian carriers. Asian right. carriers, if you see it, haven't, there hasn't been as much wholesale debt raises as, as uh, compared to their North American uh, colleagues. Uh, but what else are you seeing? You've just seen wholesale uh, cost cutting, right? Uh, furloughs, obviously, lots and lots of people... Um, uh, made redundant, which is uh, very unfortunate. Uh, and this is, will have uh, tons of re repercussions uh, going forward, especially from the pilot side and skilled labor side. This is uh, in the next wave, this will definitely have huge repercussions. Mm -hmm. So it's, from a financial point of view, where are the funding coming from? You need to really restructure the cost elements of capital structure in order to sustain what, what we have today. Uh, 
it's just way overkill at the moment. So it's going to have negative drag until things get restructured. And that's really kind of what I've, what my, I've been arguing where you need to take the pain now yep. so that you get into a better sustainable state. And then that way you can set yourself up for growth. If you kind of try to drag this out, it'll just be a much longer kind of painful duration. And at the same time, you might actually still get to the same place where you might have to uh, restructure anyways. Which, so, so that's kind of my viewpoint on, on that. We just talked about, we were just talking about before we started hitting record, we were just talking about Singapore Airlines and $13 billion from the government into Singapore. And they've already spent half of it. So they got six and a half billion left. So what happens when that's gone? Does Singapore continue to throw more money into it? What's what about some of the the what about some of the airlines in China? Um, well, know, look, what's, what's uh, I think. Like? Um, sorry about that, uh, but yes, no, no. I think look, Singapore is obviously has a great brand and track record and uh, and track record of making money. Uh, what's happening today is they've been actually slower in terms of cutting costs compared to other uh, other carriers. And, and then it's been reflected on their kind of cash burn. But uh, one, you know, one thing that it's out of their control is the fact that they're pretty much 100% international traffic, right? Mm -hmm. Where other airlines at least have some domestic uh, traffic to counterbalance it. And today we're still seeing uh, international traffic in the, in the low teens, 90% down. Uh, range. And uh, well, domestically, if you have a big enough economy, then uh, things are looking a bit better. You know, places like China, US should be better. You know, uh, obviously, there's been COVID big, uh, the COVID outbreak is still happening, mm -hmm. uh, Europe and, and Australia, uh, etc. They, they've seen generally domestic markets have generally uh, performed better. Uh, uh, compared to international still. Uh, so this, this, this bit is, 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 a, is a big drag. Uh, in terms of another another government kind of slug, I would call it, of uh, bailouts or equity or debt, I I, I think it's going to be it's, I think it's going to be uh, a difficult uh, upswing. Why is that? Mainly because one, a lot of governments have already plugged uh, given significant aid to the airlines. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, while it's big, it's the magnitude is generally not. To the, to, the, to the sum that would help uh, significantly to most of the airlines, right, on a, on, a, on a magnitude basis. But at the same time, there's so many other uh, industries that's been affected, right? Think of just tourism, hotels, um, uh, retail, restaurants, et cetera. They have all, you know, and, and countless others. And everybody wants, everybody wants the money. Exactly. So I can't see, and, and, and I can't see, uh, government saying, hey, we're going to give you round number two while other people haven't even gotten round number one. Right. So that's 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 kind of my um, thoughts there. Uh, and, and I would say the airline industry has done relatively well compared to other industries in that respect, where they have gotten money and support, uh, where others have not uh, insignificant uh, sums. So to China's point, so China has really been supporting the industry in different ways. Uh, just so you know, you know, last latest numbers, China's uh, passenger numbers and traffic, uh, uh, passenger and traffic numbers have actually increased. So we are back to pre-COVID plus uh, numbers. So that's wow. uh, domestically speaking. So this is, this is great. Uh, and I would say on, from a, a subsidy or, or, or kind of a support basis, 
uh, China has actually taken a very different kind of to- uh, angle compared to the rest of the world, where there's been supporting actually the flight, the actual flying of routes and such, basically encouraging airlines to continue flying uh, those routes and, 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 uh, and supporting them that way, rather than you know, straight up debt or, or, or equity uh, infusions. So those are kind of a different uh, aspects. But look, one of the differences also is the fact that the economic labor force is very different you know, structurally compared to every, every country, right? Mm-hmm. So some people are much more aggressive and some people are very, very uh, lean in what they can actually do. I mean, what the airlines can actually do. So this is a quite a big, uh, big difference. And, and that's actually kind of uh, also reflective in the kind of cash burn of respective countries as well. So these are kind of kind of data points or, or touch points that you should, people should consider, not just looking at just pure headline numbers, but some other aspect. Does Who survives? I and mean, what's the new normal look like? Who are the winners? Who are the losers? I mean, you've got a lot of like Singapore, you know, Qantas, you have big international carrier. They, they're, you know, they're hurting. You got some of the you know, the airlines out of Japan who yeah you know, what who wins who loses in the whole thing look uh i wish uh everyone had a pure crystal ball but all we can say is different possibilities at this point right so one possibility uh, one scenario which uh, i think has been quite likely is who is the most uh, support in terms of their capital and capital structure and, and i would call those national flag carriers as well as uh as state owned carriers uh, you know, being backed by the state. Mm-hmm. Those, uh, that being said, those guys, if you think about it, would have the firepower potentially uh, to go out and and actually do M&A mergers and acquisitions and consolidation uh, in light of uh, difficulties by other airlines. Right. Uh, I, I think those guys would do relatively well comparatively. Uh, also, people who have a domestic market, countries that have domestic large, larger domestic markets will help at least balance the, the losses on the international side. Uh, like I said, like people like Cathay, like Singapore have much more uh, international uh, heavy <laughs> presence, and mm-hmm. that's going to obviously hurt them. And that's something that's obviously not in their control, but uh, it will hurt them uh, at least for, for now. Uh, it, it was actually a quite a, a advantage, actually, in, in, in the previous uh, pre-COVID days. But this is uh, is, is turning around on them. Uh, so those are kind of the things I would say. What will happen? Well, and 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 all of this is going to be driven by financing. What the question is? What will the banks do? And that's the kind of the question mark in my mind, because depending on the question, uh, way the banks kind of operate, this will have you know, different, all sorts of different effects on, on the airlines as well as all the other folk players in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. What, what you have seen so far is banks have been generally amenable to, uh, to uh, amending or, or, or structuring the, the pushing out the debts. Rent holidays, uh, et cetera. Rent holidays. And I, I put banks in the sense of, uh, Senior secured banks, mm-hmm. and of course their ancillaries, which is the aircraft leasing side, aircraft mm-hmm. finance uh, players as well, because they right. also get debt as well from the right. same players generally. <laughs> um, so if, if the banks kind of move in and say we're going to pull the plug, then that will have 
uh, ram uh, ramifications right uh, throughout the entire industry, both from a lessor standpoint as well as obviously the end user, which is the airline's point of view. Right. So this to me is uh, this is the big question, and it's been pretty much if you think about it, if you start January, it's pretty much been a year. So end of year is coming. Question is, will this have to be solidified instead of being temporary uh, impairments, temporary uh, actions? Is this going to be a more permanent impairment? Is this going to have to take write downs and is this going to force basically uh, repossessions and other uh, restructurings? So that to me is actually the biggest, one of the biggest drivers uh, that might uh, occur. What, uh, so, okay, you got a big log jam. Yeah, you got a big log jam. Credits are, you know, you know, credits are all pretty well suck right now. Everybody's leveraged to the hilt. Everybody's got their airplanes leveraged to the hilt, and there's really no buyers. So how bad do lease rates or how bad do values fall? I mean, your crystal ball here, how, how bad do values get? Um, you know, at least, you know, the, the lessors ultimately have to put, you know, they're going to have to write down some stuff on their balance sheet to, you know, uh, reflect actual, you know, asset values. So that's not going to be pretty. So is it, you know, what, uh, what's your thought on all, I don't, what's that all going to look like in six months or a year? Well, let me just uh, make one comment. Uh, there are buyers out there. I think it's it's the there's a big difference between the bid ass spread at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So Where buyers, yeah, buyers are distressed. <laughs> buyers are looking for deals. Sellers are trying to get keep their shirts. How's that? <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. So what we're seeing is basically a lot of uh, people. Uh, the sellers are just keeping the old pricing. Is what you're seeing pre-COVID days, yeah. and things have. Uh, has changed the, the picture has changed drastically. So, you know, I think this is where this is the dance between buyers and sellers, right? Right. Uh, of how that's going to happen. And uh, at the moment, I think this is why, where I was saying earlier, the financing picture is going to be a major driver uh, yeah. of this kind of dance, how fast it happens. Is this going to be a slow lag period uh, or is it going to be a much more faster kind of uh, a change, right? In, in, in yeah. perception. Uh, but at the moment, I would say this is actually falling just like in uh, for, uh, just touching on my book. What I've done is a, a 20 year uh, residual study of uh, of aircraft, all different various types. And what you see is you see lots of lag that's built in after big uh, shocks. Right. You know, looking at like uh, financial great financial crisis and, and others. You do see this like long um, lag period, uh, basically one to two years out, uh, okay. depending on the types. So. This is not abnormal, I would say, today where we are. We're only what uh, I would say. If you say March, then we're we're nine months in. So right. it's not abnormal, I would say. It's still in line. But the question is: Is this change going to be different? Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, change differences between other kind of uh, exogenous shock periods, um, and I, and I've written quite quite a lot about that. Uh, those differences. But 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 my my point is is. I think people's perception needs to uh, change in order to get it. But most people are, start, are still in the mind frame of let's wait and see, um, mm -hmm. given that people are waiting. But one thing I would say is these are aircraft are still depreciating assets at the end of the day. So if you wait, there might be not uh, if you wait one year, two years, there might not be great opportunities uh, for people to kind of recoup 
their their cost, their capital uh, from that perspective. So uh, their investments and or make their certain returns that they, they were expecting. So the, the, this is uh, one big uh, one one big uh, caveat to, to keep in mind. So do leasing companies? You got some publicly traded leasing companies out there: Air Lease, Air Cap, a couple others. Do they need to start looking at their inventory and go, what are these things? You know, do we need to? Is it better just to to come out and start to tell, hey, they're you know they're 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 shareholders. Hey, they, we're gonna start writing this stuff down. You know, and pray. You know, we'll write it down to where we think it think it needs to be, and we're gonna take the hickey now. Or do you think that they just hang on and you know, once again, it's a waiting game? Okay, so there's a dance between the auditors and the company, right, about what is actually impairment, right? And, 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 uh, and you can see they're starting to take impairments. Uh, Airpac took close to a billion dollars of impairments already. And look, based on their portfolio, that's very, very little uh, in my mind. So the question is, hey, how, how much more is there to come? And how fast is it going to come? Those are kind of the two questions, right? Right. So, uh, look, I, I expect more impairments to come, uh, and I, I given the situation, unless everything kind of comes up, uh, and we were talking about earlier about the vaccines and how how fast that will get uh, distributed and disseminated and, and be an effective. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.